welcome back to Mum Talk. We are in the 11th episode. We've passed the big 10 and we're now heading for the 11th episode, which is amazing. So hi to all of my beautiful, beautiful listeners. I know there's loads of you out there now, which is just amazing. Um, I have to say this is the second time that I have started recording this podcast because I swore in about the first 30 seconds and I'm really making an effort to not swear so I can keep posting this as a clean podcast on iTunes because they're really hammering down on that so I apologize if the occasional s word comes out but I will try not to I just like to keep it as honest and from the heart as possible so I thought I would start by just checking in with you all and letting you know how my journey is going in my pregnancy because for the last few episodes I have been joined by amazing amazing guests so I thought maybe this time I should check in with you guys as well because I am getting so much amazing feedback from you all and questions and you're sharing your pregnancy journey with me, you're sharing um, your non-pregnancy journeys with me about how you're thinking about maybe starting a family, your nerves around that, which we all feel, trust me. And I, yeah, just wanted to check in with you and let you know how grateful I am for all of that um, and to also just share with you where I am at. So I am going to be 23 weeks on Thursday slash Friday. I get a little bit confused as to actually when my date is now <laughs> because I always thought that my my um, weekly kind of change was on a Thursday but then when I went to the hospital they're like oh no your due date's been put back a day so it's now Friday so who knows Thursday Friday I'm around 23 weeks which is very very cool um, but what's going on for me right now so currently as I am speaking to you it has just gone a little bit cloudy outside it is Wednesday so it's podcast day so I'm a little bit delayed writing this but yesterday I had quite an eventful day and over the weekend it was my birthday so I was chilling out and I definitely wasn't thinking about recording a podcast as I'm sure you can all understand so I'm inside, I'm inside my living room and last night I held the most beautiful and my first this year outdoor yin yoga event at my abode. Um, we've just finished renovating our outside terrace um, at the bottom of the garden so we were there which was just lovely and we just caught the evening sunshine and then everyone stayed until like 10 o'clock in the evening. We ate cake, we chatted about everything and it was just the best thing. This is why I do this kind of yoga stuff because for me it's all about community and connection and letting people leave with new friends and just being an enabler of that and makes me very very happy. So next week I also have an event on Friday which is my first yoga supper club. I normally run yoga brunches which are still going to be running but I wanted to switch it up a little bit. So next week on Friday we have a yoga supper club which is going to be awesome. All the details are on my website if you're local and you fancy joining us. Um, we will literally just do yoga and then eat and chat and sit in the sun, hopefully, or sit outside in the warmth. I'll light the fire pit and we can chill. So yeah, yesterday was quite eventful. So yesterday I came back from um, a little trip down to South Devon to see my mum with my sister and her boyfriend. Um, and on my way back, I had to go to Apple 
in the morning um, because on Friday I was making my husband's favorite dessert, which is eaten mess. So I was making him some homemade meringues, which were amazing. A little bit, maybe a little bit too marshmallowy inside. I could have left them a teensy bit longer because eaten mess needs to be a bit more crunchy. But um, yeah, it was really good. Anyway, as I was doing it, I was using my laptop as my recipe follower device. And I managed to pour literally pour caster sugar into my laptop. I was whisking with caster sugar pouring because that's what the recipe said. And then I lost <laughs> lost control of the bag and it literally went all in my keys. And I've got the new MacBook Pro. Um, I invested in that last year. And the keyboard, if anyone's got one, the keyboard is like barely even there. They're very, very flat keys. So the sugar obviously went straight underneath and I tried everything to get it out, but nothing worked. Um, but Apple were incredible. They were absolutely incredible. They are replacing the whole of the bottom section. They're replacing the screen in case any sugar scratched the screen, all under warranty. Um, so I have to say I am super impressed and very, very grateful that they have been able to help me so much with my computer um, because I'd be lost without it and really can't afford to spend money on it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was yesterday, and on the way to Apple, um, my car had a little bit of a hiccup, and it is now in the garage. We didn't quite break down, but we almost broke down. Well, I was by myself, actually, so thank God I didn't break break down on the motorway, but um, yeah, I think maybe the turbo booster's gone or something. So I am currently at home. I've had to cancel all of my morning appointments um, and private classes. And I'm really desperately hoping that my um, the garage will call me saying that the car is ready or at least they know what's wrong with it before my teaching this evening. Because currently I can't get in to teach this evening. My prenatal ladies, who I adore, and then afterwards we're all going out for a bit of a birthday meal. So I will be so gutted if I can't get into Exeter this evening to teach my lovely ladies and to celebrate my birthday with them. Um, but these things happen, and it hasn't happened to me yet, so I just have to roll with it, and fingers crossed, it will be okay. Um, yeah, so I'm housebound. So, I don't have that much going on this morning. I've been trying to be really productive. Um, I have actually, pregnant ladies, been looking online for some maternity shorts. Because shorts, I when I was kind of, this sounds really nothing like what it's going to sound like, but when I was looking at developing or designing my maternity wardrobe, which I really wasn't, I was just looking for pieces I liked, I always thought, no, I don't want to get my legs out. My legs are really chunky and my knees look like you could change gear with them. They're so knobbly. Um, so I didn't think I'd want to wear shorts. But actually, in reality, the easiest thing to wear around the house is shorts and a t-shirt when I want to do jobs and just be comfy. So I do need a pair of shorts. So I've been looking at all the kind of normal places to look. ASOS, uh, Jojo, Mama, BB. Um, where else have I looked? H&M. And in the end, I ordered some from ASOS, mainly because I've had most luck with their stuff um, over anybody else's, the sizes and um, the comfort, really. And I have been looking for most things in 100% or 
minimum 90% cotton, just because my skin seems super, super sensitive um, at the moment during pregnancy and cotton, my midwife said was the best thing to wear. Um, So that's what I've been trying to do, especially bras, because bras, I wore a couple of more synthetic ones from H&M. And even though I really, really like wearing them, um, they are not going well with my skin. Um, my skin kind of gets really irritated underneath the bras. So the best bra I have is actually from Tesco's, which, <laughs> which you wouldn't expect. I went into M&S yesterday because I just wanted to double check I was looking at the right bra sizes. I have gone up from a 34B, which is kind of what I've been for a really long time, to a 36 to allow for growing room although I'm measuring for a 34 a 36 is better because my rib cage will expand a little bit more probably um a 36 d and the lady said she expects me to go to a double d (laughs) if not more which sounds ridiculous I mean just sounds ridiculous but anyway that's where I am right now a 34 slash 36 d um but my fa- yeah, my favorite bra that I got from Tesco is literally for ten quid. Um, is ninety seven percent cotton, and because the there's like a teeny bit of lace on the front just to make it look pretty and a little bow kind of thing. It's a really cute pink color. Um, but when I went in to go and get uh, measured, I was hoping to buy another bra, just a normal bra because I've got a couple of nursing bras, and to be honest. They just don't feel very sexy. Not that I want to feel sexy. I just want to feel nice under my clothes and they just don't feel very nice. Um, they just feel like I'm wearing a sports bra all day. Um, so M&S hardly had any cotton bras. They had one 100% cotton bra, but again, it was like a sports bra. Um, and obviously you don't really want wire in pregnancy, underwire. So I was a bit, disappoint- a bit disappointed um, with M&S. And in Exeter, we don't have a Debenhams. We have a House of Fraser, which I didn't try. And we've got a John Lewis, which I probably should try. Um, But it seems like 100% cotton bras are quite hard to come by. Um, So yeah, I'm just sticking with my 34D from Tesco's. And I have bought those strap extenders just to make it a touch more comfortable. um, And gone kind of one or two clips down on my new bra. Um... So yeah, I don't know how quite how I got onto bra topics. Oh yeah, I was looking for shorts, wasn't I? Yeah, so there you go. So that's what I've been doing this morning. I have also paid some bills and cleaned the house and kind of rearranged my garden a little bit, uh, watered my veggies, which I have now planted. So I planted my veggies uh, on my birthday, actually, which was really nice. My sister helped me plant my veggies, so that was lovely. On Saturday, it was my 30th birthday. Um, so I am now t'other side of 30s. My sister-in-law, um, I've got two half-brothers who I absolutely adore. And um, my sister-in-law sent me a card saying that I have reached my flirty 30s, <laughs> which I'd never heard before. But I thought that was really funny, flirty 30s. Um, anyway, so yeah, we planted my veggies. So I've got five variants of tomatoes. I've got um, some sugar snap peas. I have a courgette plant because, I mean, I must have had, okay, maybe not 100. Oh, no, actually 100, probably pushing 100 um, courgettes because I had two courgette plants, but I've only got one this year. One courgette plant, got a cucumber plant because that worked quite well. Aubergine plant I'm trying for the second year. If anyone's got any tips on growing aubergine, 
holler because it failed last year. It just it just was a plant. There was no fruit um, or no veg. And what else have I got? I've got carrots um, and lots of rocket uh, and salad variation stuff. Last year I had spinach, um, but to be honest, I let my spinach grow really massive. So it wasn't baby kind of tender spinach. It was quite hard spinach, which wasn't that great and we had runner beans last year as well which again I didn't pick when they were young enough so it was quite tender and I think I put Hendrikoff runner beans anyway I also have a red pepper plant I've got some basil in amongst the tomatoes and what else uh oh I've got blueberries I planted blueberries because I wanted to plant what we spend most of our money on and my husband adores blueberries, as do I, and raspberries. And we always buy organic, and it is horrifically expensive. So I have planted our own blueberries and raspberries. So let's see what happens. It's a bit of a trial and error situation, but let's see what happens. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. And we had a lovely weekend. Um, my birthday was great. We just We were here on Saturday, which is my actual birthday. Um, we played giant Jenga, we played table tennis, we sat in the sun, it was beautiful, we had a barbecue, uh, we went for a little stroll, what else happened? Well, that was it really, we just relaxed, and then, although I planted my veggies, I didn't really relax very much, but I didn't feel like sitting in the sun, and then on Sunday, um, my sister is training for a half marathon on the 19th of May, whoop whoop, um she is so she did a 10 mile run so we went down to um alongside the river um and we ran well she ran and I was her support on a bicycle so Hendrik and I took our bikes and then Michelle and Andy her boyfriend ran and then Andy and Hendrik swapped um and then they did a little bit of running and cycling so that was really cool and then we headed down to um see my mum and we went supping yesterday, which was my first time on a sup pregnant, <laughs> which was fine. I didn't feel, I felt stable, but kind of when the board jolts forward and back, if you go over a wake or something, normally I'm pretty solid, but because there's not that much core strength going on anymore, well, maybe there is, but it's not as strong as it used to be, um, obviously. It was a little bit trickier and I kind of jolted a bit more forward and back, but it was lovely. I went for a swim, which was really funny. Um, my mum said, <laughs> my mum was like, you're going to give the baby brain freeze. You can't go in there. You can't go in the water. It's too cold. It is freezing at the moment, but it is the coldest time of year. But it was lovely. It was so, so, so lovely and refreshing. And I did properly go in and went swimming and it was just amazing. Um... And it's only really about now, actually, since I came back from Portugal that I'm starting to feel a little bit more confident with my tummy and be in a bikini or a swimming costume. And I'm not sure whether I've just passed the point of caring or whether, actually, because I do feel more comfortable in my body, I feel a bit better. Um, so it was really nice, actually, to embrace that a little bit more and actually feel like I could be in a swimsuit and get my legs out and get a bit of my tummy out and get some colour on my tummy. Although, be careful pregnant ladies because the skin on your tummy is so thin compared to kind of everywhere else as it stretches. It burns so much easier. I was wearing 50. I actually got um, La Roche-Posay, I think you say, 
50, um, UVA and UVB sunscreen. Um, and even with that, even with that, it was a little bit darker than everywhere else, just a little bit. It wasn't red, but it was had obviously caught a little bit more than everywhere else. Um, so just be really careful. And obviously my face, if you've seen me on Instagram, I'm pretty tanned, but it's almost like that shadow that they say that you get, like a pigmentation shadow. Um, it's almost like all my freckles have just joined into one. Um, but actually, I'm going to just look on my Instagram right now because a lovely, lovely girl contacted me and gave me some recommendations, actually, um, for sunscreen and what to put on your skin, um, which works really well with pigmentation um ah here it is okay so on instagram if you want to connect with her she's called relax london which is basically relax ldn um so she says um obviously a hat is the best spf and then some few pregnancy safe suggestions for pigmentation of which i said yes please so the pi pai aha mask so pai aha mask which is an exfoliating mask then a mad hippie vitamin c serum which you can buy from iherb.com none of this is sponsored by the way i just literally am sharing what she told me um on and she suggested on instagram um the orgade which is o-r-g-a-i-d vitamin c sheet mask from america but really good and the dr whale wheel W-E-I-L, for Origins Mega Bright Range Serum and Overnight Mask are really good as is an a, a, as is an SPF. You could look you could go to lookfantastic.com for cheaper prices, apparently. Um, so she said use the serum morning and night, the vitamin C and hydrating serum and cream and SPF, and always wear the SPF every day, and you can incorporate a mask once or twice a week. So there you go. And she said um, she's seen really quite nice results with these products. The SPF is a must, though. And the Dr. Wheel one is good, but a bit pricey. Another good one is Goop Factor 50. So G-O-O-P Factor 50. So I will try and put those in the show notes. Um, For those of you who kind of want to look into that, if you're struggling the same way, I haven't tested any of these products. I haven't been sent any of these products. I haven't even looked at any of these products yet, um, mainly because I can't really afford to and um but I when my sunscreen runs out which it's almost at the bottom of um and I have almost finished my previous serum which was actually just a freebie from Bare Minerals that Annie gave me um I am definitely going to have a look into those and invest in some stuff for the summer seeing as my pregnancy is right the way through the summer I should probably get this covered off quite quickly but all weekend after Portugal um I've been wearing a hat Um, and I've been wearing a t-shirt, not strap tops to make sure I don't burn on my shoulders. Uh, and I haven't really got my tummy out apart from swimming and a little bit of sup stuff. Um, yeah, so there you go. If you've got any skin troubles, um, or just pigmentation, or you feel like your freckles are growing into one, (laughs) then have a look at those brands. Um, or maybe you've got some that you could recommend to me as well, or maybe you've tried them before and they have or haven't worked, I would love to hear your feedback on skin during pregnancy. Also, I found that my skin is overly dry, but I'm trying to hydrate as much as much as possible. Actually, I've got a jug of water right in front of me. I'm going to top up my glass. 
um, and drink whilst I'm talking to you. Um, I definitely don't drink enough, I don't think, but my midwife did reassure me that baby will take what it needs. It's just me that will feel, uh, what's the word? Not replenished, the opposite of replenished. Um, and that's probably what's happening, and it's probably showing in my skin, and my lips go quite dry at this time of year. So I just need to hydrate a little bit more, I think. Um, so yeah, Hendrik's away at the moment, hence why I have an issue with a car and no car. Hendrik is working, he's been posted to Cardiff for the week, so he's not back until Friday night. So it's a little bit lonely here, but it's actually quite good I can get all my jobs done and start doing some little bits around the house um, when it's cloudy to uh, finish up things for instance the nursery so this was something I wanted to chat with with you guys and I would really appreciate you connecting with me on this maybe through the Facebook page mum talk podcast on Facebook Um, when are you guys starting to do your nursery if you're pregnant or if you've had kids when did you start to buy stuff. I haven't personally bought a thing for our baby yet. I haven't spent a penny on our baby yet, um, aside from making the baby and myself through maternity wear and prenatal vitamins. (laughs) But other than that, I haven't spent anything. Um, So, oh yeah, aside from those shoes that I bought when I told Hendrik we were pregnant. um, I don't know when to start doing it. I mean, I'm 23 weeks... We're due in September, first week of September. I've had actually a lot of people kind of talk to me recently about how early they were in their pregnancies and um, I've been sent quite a few articles about if you're shorter, then you give preg- uh, you give birth earlier. Now, I don't know if this is actually proven or whether this is just a um, coincidence or who knows, who knows. Um, but I kind of, I also don't want to be spending all summer, like July and August, when actually I will be quite busy probably with work um building furniture and making the nursery although I know that would probably only take a day so yeah when did you start doing it we've got to shift stuff around we've got to sell off a desk which is in there at the moment it's a huge desk Hendrix actually built one in the garage um conversion so we need to remove that we need to pull back the carpet fix the floorboards because we've snapped a few floorboards in the nursery room we don't need to paint that's all done So it literally is just buying the furniture, um, like the cot and some kind of chest of drawers or changing table. I actually saw one in Ikea for like 100 quid, which I thought was quite good. But I don't know, maybe you've got some suggestions that you could send me or what not to buy. Um, And I would really like a rocking chair in there. But the rocking chairs are horrifically expensive. Although I did see online, and Google this if you are looking for a rocking chair and you can't find one that isn't about £700, um, an IKEA hack. So it's an an IKEA chair which has a high back and um, nice armrests. I mean, Hendrik thinks it's ginormous and way too big for our room because our nursery is pretty tiny. Um, But I think it's great. Anyway, I think the chair is like £150 and then online there's this way of turning it into a rocking chair. Um, it looks like where they've done, I think this is in America where the hack is actually from, it looks like you can actually buy rockers but I have a carpenter friend who I'm really hoping will help me to build these rocker bottoms. I'm sure Hendrik could do it but I don't think I can ask him at this time of year. Um, and then turn that chair, which is normally just a four-leg 
you know, four-legged chair into a rocking chair. So have a look at it. I will see if I can find the link and I will try and put the link on there as well um, on my show notes. Or actually, maybe I'll just put it on the Facebook page to share with you guys um, if you're looking for a rocking chair. And maybe um, if you have any suggestions on what not to buy rocking chair-wise or chair-wise, then I would love, 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 love to hear from you. Um, Yeah, so I'm kind of thinking, we go away to France towards the end of June, so I am kind of thinking that I will start getting things sorted in July. Does that sound about the right time if I'm due first week of September? I feel like that sounds about the right time when we get home. Um, So, yeah. And all we're going to get for the nursery is literally a cot, a chair, um, a changing table. We already have a little wardrobe, whether it'll be needed or not, but it's good for storage, I suppose. Um, And that is probably all that there is room for. I actually have my childhood rocking horse, which is absolutely amazing. And I love it, but it is huge, huge way too big for the room but I I voiced to my mum and my sister about not keeping it the other day and they were like oh my god no you have to keep it you have to keep it you're gonna want it when you end up in a bigger house I was like our house is big enough we're not gonna move anytime soon (laughs) um so yeah I'm a little bit uncertain of what to do with that because it's so um it's got such emotional value and I don't I really don't want to sell it um no, I don't want to sell it. So, yeah. Um, I have felt baby kicking a lot this week. I mean, I say a lot, but I mean every day. Because I didn't, I didn't feel her for a really long time. Until maybe I was 20... Maybe 20 weeks? 20, yeah, about 20 weeks I think I felt her. Maybe 21 weeks. Um, no, 20 weeks. And this week, she's definitely picked up the pace um, and is moving around quite a bit more, which is so lovely to feel. Um, and I'm really hoping that kind of by 25 weeks, it'll be stepped up again. I'm probably going to regret saying this, aren't I? Come 30 weeks, I'll be like, oh, for God's sake, I can't even sleep. I can't do anything. But I hope it would be really nice to just feel her a little bit more. My sister felt baby, well, Hendrik felt baby kick from the outside, obviously, and as did my mum and my sister. So it was really nice to share that with them. And I think they were very excited, which is really sweet. Um, I've mentioned that I feel so much better in my body, but how are you guys feeling? I'd love to hear about how you guys are feeling in your pregnancies. I know I am not the only one who felt like a rolling donut um, up until about now. So... Let me know if you're struggling with that because I can honestly tell you that that feeling will go away uh, from my experience because I I really did struggle. I really, really did struggle. But now I'm feeling so much better, so much better in my clothes that I actually feel like I can wear tight clothes without feeling just large. Um, My skin has got better. I don't know if I shared this with you, but I had kind of pimples, quite a lot of pimples, Um, down the sides of my body which was weird a little bit on my back but on the sides of my body I wasn't sure if that was down to sensitive skin and bra straps but then it kind of started to migrate um, right down to the side where my bra was nowhere near so I don't quite know what what that was my midwife just said it's 100% hormonal it will go away it might go away as you start to get a little bit closer to your third trimester Um, but 
it's not it's nothing to worry about I'm sure it will go away and you can't treat it anyway so that has started to ease on one side of my body I'm really hoping it's a permanent ease um, and it will start to heal and start to get better because it it's fine it's nothing major I mean it's really not a bad symptom of pregnancy at all but it's just not particularly sexy you don't really feel like taking your clothes off very much Um, I thought the sun would help but actually the sun doesn't really help or hasn't seemed to help very much um I thought it would kind of you know what it does with normal spots dries them out and stuff but it didn't really didn't really do that I mean they're not they're not really spots they're just like almost like a rash a really bumpy rash but it looks like the start of spots so it's just not very nice but there you go that's something that I've been dealing with um recently um did you guys listen to last week's podcast with Siobhan from Hip the Hypnobirthing, well the Positive Birth Company, the Hypnobirthing. I found it amazing and I know a lot of you did too. I've had some incredible feedback from that podcast. Um, what did you guys think? Have you had a look? Have you had a look at any of her free videos on YouTube? I am still really struggling with when I say to my family, especially who don't have any idea and Hendrik also, you know, about Hypnobirthing, He's like, oh no, you know, I don't want to do any of that stuff. It's rubbish. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't even know what it is. It's not what you think it is. I I actually feel really sorry for Siobhan because the name isn't representative of what it is. I don't feel. Maybe I'm very wrong. Maybe some of you will completely disagree. But I I think it's really unfair because a lot of people... um, don't know what it is and then judge it by the name. It's a little bit like yoga. You'll get some guys, guys especially, who are like, oh no, I don't do yoga. Yoga's pussies. But if you do yoga, you know it can be really, really hardcore sometimes. Hard for the body and hard for the mind. And men do not realise that until they actually do it. I remember when I used to teach um, a lot of rugby players and I taught a whole team once and they could not believe how challenging yoga was. So it's or you'll have some people who assume that yoga is literally just done by hippies and you sit in your bum and you meditate all day but that is 100% not the case um so I do get it I really get it so I would really like to play a part in trying to educate people in what hypnobirthing is and I am not saying do it I am not saying um it's going to be right for you it may well not be but at least know what it is and at least have a listen to um the reasons behind hypnobirthing and getting your mind into a positive where you see birth as a positive thing not something to be scared of or worried about because that is you know a huge benefit for everybody and it makes so much sense that if you are positive about your birth your muscles your body easier to relax you're not holding on because you're nervous and tense like imagine when you go on a roller coaster your body goes rock solid doesn't it you, I've only ever been on a roller coaster once in my life. I did not like the experience. Um, but you hold on for dear life. Everything is tight. Everything is tight. Imagine trying to not give birth doing that, but imagine trying to do anything when your body is so tight. It's the same when you, it's similar when you give birth. If you're scared, if you're anxious, if you're nervous, it's going to be really hard to draw your focus back in and relax and push when you need to push. Um, so yeah, 
have a look into it. Not necessarily through Siobhan's stuff, if you know of a hypnobirther, or maybe just Google it, find someone that you resonate with online, or like the look of or the sound of online, and just have a little look. Um, I think it's important. This is, again, in no way sponsored. Siobhan has asked me, not asked me to do any of this. Um, I just, from what I've taken away from her hypnobirthing podcast, I just think it's important to share. Um, since the last po- uh, since the last podcast and Siobhan telling me that there is a birth centre attached to the RD&E here in Exeter, which is, I think, where I'll be going, I think. I think my appointment next week with my midwife is the start of when I'll start to talk about my birth preferences. Um, I don't think our Honiton birth centre, unfortunately, is going to be open. It's a real shame. Birth centres are closing down all over the place because a lot of people just don't know about them. Um, they're midwife run they're absolutely fantastic by the sounds of it I've heard amazing amazing feedback from the ones local to me and I think that potentially I really would love still a home birth but I'm just I'm actually what makes me and I can say this because Hendrik's not going to listen to this podcast um but I am a little bit more concerned for Hendrik rather than myself if we had a home birth because I actually think that he'll find it so stressful um, being at home, not being close to um, a hospital, that actually it might really affect the experience for him, not necessarily me. Um, so, and seeing as I'm not going to have a doula, it's literally just going to be Hendrik, myself, and midwife or two, I guess. Um, I'm not sure what you get with the NHS, but... I think it'll be better for him, a better experience, less scary. He'll be able to relax a little bit more if we are close to somewhere where if I need help, there's help there. So a birthing centre, which is that there's one attached to the RDNE, could be a good solution for me. Um, Apparently they have lots of um, birthing suites with water pools. Um, I'd really like a water birth and you get a private room and there's ensuite and all that kind of stuff so it sounds pretty good I'm gonna see if I can go and have a look um I'm not sure if you're allowed but maybe you are when I actually I don't think I'm going to the hospital again am I would I be no probably not um so when I'm passing maybe I'll pop in and see if I can have a little look so I will feed back to you um and let you know what I think but how are your birth preferences going I've scrapped the word plan because you can't plan for no plan (laughs) and you gotta have no plan really so preferences 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 um how are they going let me know what you're thinking um let me know if um I, I have some so the amazing amazing guests on my podcast have spoken extremely highly and positively of home births But then when I talk to my friends who have been pregnant, who aren't necessarily kind of in the same um, circle as me, but, or have the same passions as me, um, or theories and thoughts necessarily, are pretty scared of home births, and they've like done their best to try and put me off. Um, So it's interesting to know how you guys feel about that when you're listening to the podcast, if anything pops to mind and you're thinking, ah, no, absolutely not. I mean, you shouldn't be doing this, and this is why. Um, so, what else do I want to share with you? Um, yeah, so Portugal, Portugal was amazing. I know a lot of you have asked, how did I feel being away in Portugal? 
pregnant away from Hendrik and how was flying. Flying was fine. I actually didn't give it a second thought until I got on the aircraft. And then I actually thought, oh, shit, this is the first. I'll see you there. See, there you go. I swore. Sorry. Um, on the plane, yeah, I thought, oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm flying. Um, I hope this is okay. I hope nothing untoward's going to happen. I'm perfectly within an okay time to fly. Anyway, it was fine. Uh, nothing really happened apart from like a few bubbles in my tummy I could feel, which is normal. I get really bad gas when I fly um, and bloating when I fly. And my ankles swell when I fly anyway, my feet, my toes especially. And they did swell maybe a little bit more than usual, but nothing, nothing crazy, nothing painful or anything. Um, so that was fine. Uh, I'm flying again early June, which will be nice. I'm going with my sister. We're only going to Italy. So it's all very, very much short haul, all within Europe. Um, and then Hendrik and I are going to go to France and that will be the last time I fly. And I think I need to get a letter of approval to fly home, um, at the end of June. I think I need to double check, but I think I do. Um, and what else? Yeah, so flying was fine. Portugal was fine. Uh, with the retreat, everyone was really supportive and lovely and made me feel really comfortable in my skin. I think maybe that was the turning point for me because uh, we had 18 guests on retreat. Um, there were 22 of us in total, but 18 of them were guests. The rest of them were team. So it was really, really lovely um, to share that with them, to share the pregnancy with them to really have confidence in my teaching whilst pregnant and we had a karma yogi Annie's sister Ellie who was absolutely fantastic so anything that I couldn't demo or didn't feel comfortable demoing especially in yin class Ellie would jump up and demo for me which was fantastic Ellie is also a yoga teacher and I have one more retreat one more retreat in July, which is in Sulcombe in Devon, so not very far away from me at all. And actually, if there's a problem, I am about an hour from Plymouth or Exeter Hospital if I drive myself. Uh, so I am fairly confident that everything is going to be okay. And plus, the beautiful women who are booked on already to the retreat are wonderful wonderful women who have been on retreat with me before and I know it's going to be super super fun and we're going to do sup we're going to do sup yoga we're going to do hikes eat yummy food lots of yoga um, massages all sorts of goodness and um, there's a few spaces left if anyone fancies coming um, I will be very pregnant which is going to be really funny and you can all have a good giggle at things I can and can't do but it will just be really lovely and really fun and it's a much smaller group so there's only eight guests um, which is lovely because you all leave the best of friends and that is the happiest thing for me I love 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 that um, all the details are on my website again emmajolant.com um, so yeah if you feel like coming then come along We've got maybe two rooms left, I think. Yeah, two rooms left. Um, but I am very excited. However, I did. <laughs> I mean, this is less retreat. This is more actually sup yoga. So in my mind, I am teaching sup yoga all the way through my pregnancy until the very end. That is what I 
I'm telling myself. Again, I'm not going to use the plan word because that's a bad idea. But that's what I'm telling myself. I am due first week of September. However, I probably foresee realistically, this may well not be realistic. Again, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. But um, realistically, I feel like I will not do SAP yoga from the second week of August, which gives me maybe two to three weeks before my due date. It could be longer, it could be five weeks if I go right to 42 weeks, you never know. But if I don't, oh, I don't know. I really don't know, I really don't know. If any of you have been on a SUP yoga board, SUP stands for stand up paddle, which are those inflatable or hard boards that you see people standing on, so they're a lot bigger than surfboards, and they stand on them and they hold a paddle and they paddle along on the water. They're really popular. Um, And I've been teaching SUP yoga for, well, this will be our fifth year, And it was a business I started up a really long time ago. And it is almost like my baby that I do every year. And I love it. I love teaching it. um, And I'm not ready to let it go. And it's a real struggle to find anyone who teaches SUP yoga down in Devon down here. Um, So it's really difficult. I mean, my mum, bless her, I was like, Mummy, can you do my sessions? You're amazing at SUP yoga. But then there's insurance and she's not necessarily trained. So... um, yeah, it's a real diff- really, really, really difficult one. So if there's any of you listening and you are a SUP instructor or a SUP yoga instructor or a SUP instructor and a yoga teacher, then please holler at me or if you know anyone, um, DM me or message me through Facebook or Instagram or email me at mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com and let me know because I would love to get you on board and get a little team of supporting SUP yoga teachers um, who might be able to do some classes for me if pregnancy stops me from being able to do it. Um, The guys at the beach house down at Bo's Beach Cafe, which is down at South Sands, if you haven't been, you should totally go. They have started doing pizzas in Sulcombe and oh my god, they're amazing. They're at South Sands in Sulcombe and they are the best. So I think they do pizzas right now on Thursdays and Saturdays. Um, And my pizza is on the menu. My idea for a pizza is on the menu, which is the best pizza I have ever, ever had. It's um, fig, like fig jam or fig chutney. I think onion chutney, cheese, goat's cheese. Oh, it is amazing and rocket so definitely ask for emma's special when you go if you, if you go um and go to bo's beach cafe um yeah so i we were walking into being q i think it was thursday maybe it was thursday this last week and i saw this heavily pregnant lady and she looked incredible she was short like me it didn't look like she put on any weight anywhere else and she just looked she just looked flourishing she looked glowy and curvaceous but pregnant curvaceous and she just looked gorgeous but her tummy was ginormous and I haven't really been around many pregnant women in their last stages and I just thought oh my goodness you're huge as in baby is huge how I mean you can't even see your feet for miles (laughs) so I really wanted to ask her but that would have been totally inappropriate where she was in her pregnancy and I know everyone carries pregnancies differently but I'm sitting here you know I have an extremely manageable belly at the moment um where I do feel very pregnant but it definitely doesn't stop me from doing a thing 
Um, and I just worry that I am being a little bit over or a little bit assuming a little bit too much that I will be able to teach sup yoga because obviously I don't want to end up in the water <laughs> when I'm trying to teach sup yoga. But I thought, worst case scenario, I will sit on the board and I will talk people through sup yoga, which I have done before and it works really well and everyone loves it. And there's normally one person in the class that's done sup yoga before, so they know what they're doing. Um, but no, it it does concern me a little bit that I... Um, might be being a little bit expecting a bit too much from myself but I don't want to let it go and I don't want to not do sup yoga because I love it and everyone loves it and it's a great fun thing to do when you're on holiday in Sulcum or when I have a lot of locals that come down and they want to do it so fingers crossed fingers crossed um Hendrik said to me the other day he was like when are you going to slow down you're pregnant I was getting bikes out of the shed and I nothing stops me pregnant I was in the garden center the other day buying loads of compost um to plant some stuff and the lady was like do you want a hand and this guy when I was loading up my wheelbarrow was like oh I'm gonna help you have you got enough I was like no I've got I've got all my bags thank you and I don't find them particularly heavy so I was just whacking them in the car at the end and the lady at the till was saying do you want some help to the car with those I was like no no I'm fine honestly I'm fine but I guess there will become a time when I do need to stop and slow down. But right now I feel the best I have ever felt in my pregnancy. So I am just rolling with that, listening to my body as much as I can, but also just not letting myself stop doing things. Um, I'm, I like to be active in the summer, not necessarily kind of out walking or cycling or doing anything like that but just active around the house and I, I do wish I could walk a little bit more but um I don't know I've just lost the love of walking but I'd rather be in the garden and um doing fun things and running around the house and getting it all good all good for the summer um so I mean that's about it from me there's nothing else really going on I this week is a pretty chilled week this weekend Hendrick's home from Cardiff so I would like to think we're going to have a pretty chilled out week and then next week's a little bit busier with teaching um, and some events that I'm running um, and then my sister yeah my sister so early June my sister for my 30th birthday has surprised me with a trip to Italy which is very very cool so I'm very excited about that and June is so busy that it's almost like this is the month to chill and then June is mega busy and then July and August is sup yoga busy. So that's the other thing with sup yoga. I have to drive two hours a day for sup yoga. So oh, it's a bit longer than that. Maybe an hour and 15 minutes down, an hour and 15 minutes back. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. This is actually quite a questioning podcast for you guys. Um a way for me to connect to you and ask you these things if you are pregnant or have been pregnant um or have had kids already was driving okay did you drive I know it's probably not particularly safe um but it's kind of got to be done but I would like to hear your opinions on whether you think driving for two hours in the day is fine I mean I'm sure loads of people do it but I would love to know um yeah and that's about it from me. 
You guys have asked some amazing questions, but I think I have covered most of them off in uh, the podcast. And I have been talking your ears off for about 45 minutes, maybe 50 minutes by the time I'm done. (laughs) So thank you for listening. And next week, so yesterday I actually spoke with a American fitness expert for pre and postnatal mums. It's she's called Be Fit Mum and um she's I think she's Oakland, California. Oakland it wasn't Oklahoma. I'm sure it was Oakland, California. Um I chatted her through Skype and our Skype recording is actually pretty good quality. Um so I'm gonna put that out next week um which will be a little bit fitness. Remember that she is a fitness expert she is in the fitness industry. There are a lot of us mums out there who feel a lot of pressure to keep very fit during pregnancy, but it is not the be-all and end-all. Yes, you want to be strong, but you do not want to be obsessing over your fitness. So I want to say that this week in preparation for next week, because do not listen to that podcast if you are feeling really crappy about yourself and your levels of fitness, especially if you're in your first 12 weeks, because 12 weeks, I did not want to do anything. And it's normal. And we do say that on the podcast. It is totally, totally normal. But obviously, this is a fitness professional speaking about her work um, and the benefits of staying fit during pregnancy. It is not to pressurize anyone into doing fitness or making you feel guilty about fitness. But she does explain some amazing um, physiological aspects of the body which change during pregnancy and what we need to be careful of, especially with the core. I can never say this word, but diasis recti, well, you know what I mean. If, If you've heard it before, it's the abdominals when they start to open up and the central tissue which joins them stretches um, and it can overstretch and things like that we talk about pelvic floor it's very very interesting so tune in for next week but keep an open mind and remember she is a fitness professional so we are talking about her profession Um, okay that's it I'm gonna go I am gonna crack on with the rest of my jobs um, and maybe have some lunch I hope you are having a lovely day. If you're listening to this on your commute home, then get home safe. Enjoy the sunshine if you're in London. We don't have it here. I think we've got some rain forecast for this afternoon, this evening. And if you've got any questions about the podcast, please, please, please email me. Talk to me. Communicate with me. Um, If you have any concerns, let me know. I can only share from my experience. I am not a professional in anything. Um... So, yeah, just share and I will do my best to help and guide you. Um, Oh, I don't know if that's come through on the podcast, but I was just being FaceTimed. (laughs) But perfect time for me to leave you to it. All right, have a beautiful, beautiful day, rest of your week. And I will check in with you next week with my podcast with BeFit Mums. All right, love you all. Remember to um, communicate through the Facebook page, Mum Talk Podcast on Facebook. You can also DM me on Instagram at Emma Jolin. You can Facebook me, Emma Jolin uh, Yoga. And you can 
yeah, just stay in contact. Email me. That was the last one. Email me at mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com. That's mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Catch up with you soon. Bye.